0: Welcome back to another episode of TFM Bets, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I cannot believe how bad I am at betting the NFL.
1: Happy Monday.
0: Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy
1: Monday, guys. Happy Monday. What a weekend it was of football, of sports, of betting, everything.
0: It was a good weekend. Um, I just wanted to start the show you know, off the top. Just wanted to really quickly to my Niners, and to my Bengals bettors. I don't think any of the responsibility should be on us. Um, We lost every quarterback that the Niners had to offer. The refs clearly had Kansas City. And I just, I don't want to accept responsibility for just being a bad gambler. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to say the Niners were a good look if we didn't lose our quarterbacks. And I think the Bengals win if the Chiefs don't have the... If the refs don't have the Chiefs. So
1: I mean I think if you make that case to the bookie, he might understand.
0: <laughs> he might he might pull the Venmo back. I mean, like, you know what? I'm gonna subtract your losses from the Niners game and the Bengals game. Yeah, send this to your bookie. Listen, this was it was not their fault that they took the Niners and the Bengals. There's no way that they could have known you would be down to the fifth string quarterback on the Niners, and then he would get hurt. And there's no way that he could have known that the refs would be on the Chiefs. So I think you should, you know, mitigate his losses. Um, but if he took the over, you, you should for sure charge him for that one.
1: I mean, tough, <laughs> tough beat for Niners betters. It wasn't really a bad beat at all. But, I mean, kind of when Pur- Purdy went down in the first quarter, you know, it was... oops. Little alarm, you know. I wasn't sure I was. I was tucked in last night after my two jobs, so I wasn't sure if I was going to wake tucked. up. Tucked, tucked,
0: <laughs> tucked in. Wouldn't know anything about it.
1: Yeah, but I couldn't help but think, like, what if? What was it? Josh Johnson, his name was, mm-hmm. uh, came out had a legacy game. Well, what would the Niners do with their quarterback
0: situation? <laughs> it's just like, at that point, you're just like, ah, it doesn't matter, who's there. That dude's been
1: in the league 15 years. And so, he I mean, didn't
0: look great, so. No, I mean, he It might be time you to hang him. You
1: can't really hang him up. blame him for not showing out in the NFC Championship game. But. No,
0: I don't blame him at all. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a thought that crossed my mind. I just need to know, I need to know a couple things. I need to know how bad the injury is for Brock. I need to know how serious it was. It's definitely. Because clearly he couldn't throw the ball at all. The only like throws he could get off are like real quick dump offs. I didn't even see him do any of that. That were like three yards in front of him. I just saw him pitching shit. But again, it's like the script was there. McCaffrey started running the ball. Yeah. Because the Eagles cannot stop the run. And if Brock Purdy could even toss the ball, I think the Niners had like a real chance of beating that team. Um,
1: I feel bad for any Brock Purdy prize picks betters, because if he stays out of the game in the first quarter, for the rest of the game, you would have got the reboot policy. Mm-hmm. However, he came in in the second half for like, what, three snaps just to hand the ball off. And uh, that doesn't qualify. So tough beat there. I don't know why he just didn't stay out the rest of the game. There was really no use for him.
0: Well, because Josh got hurt, so then it was like oh, you got to right. put someone else in. I was
1: really looking forward to seeing McCaffrey at quarterback and running some wild car bullshit, wildcat bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then they were saying uh, we were, we had some people over and they were saying on the couch too. Like it's just so you can't have McCaffrey be a quarterback for a full half. Dude. No, like no. the looks. Like they were saying, he probably doesn't know the full plays. Yeah. He knows his job in every yeah. play, but he doesn't know what looks to look at, what routes they're running. Like, dude, it would have been a mess. But I mean, also just handing the ball off a million times um, also wasn't a great look.
1: I thought our prize picks was cooked before the game because I saw a stat. The Eagles haven't allowed a rusher to get more than 70 yards in like 12 games.
0: I knew he was going to run rampant. And so I was
1: like, oh, nice job, Mikey. Wish I would have saw this for the no, fucking game. I
0: knew he was going to run rampant. Like, <laughs> and I it got
1: bumped down, too. Wow. We got it at like 62 and a half. It went down to like 54.
0: Um, how did we do?
1: Um, so your pick hit with McCaffrey.
0: Both my picks hit. Thanks for selling. Did they both hit? Yeah. No, they didn't. I want everyone to go back to the last episode, go to the sneak peek presented by Picks and see that Trent served up the illiest. The goo. of the gooeyest cake for the prize <laughs> week's entry i i delivered two greened out gobbling tinios
1: where is this entry bro i'm looking this. at it right here let me see it dude I, I knew kelsey was too high i knew he was too high after <laughs> a legacy he was game, too high after a legacy game the week before he didn't how many targets he get eight eight damn and i think he had eight catches
0: probably yeah his yards are probably free too. I, mean, yeah. I don't know what we're doing.
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah,
0: I just, I just don't know what I'm doing when it comes to football. I literally had some kid in my DM last night, and it was like one of the first and only DMs where I was like, "Damn, like he's really got a point." And he was just like, "Yo, I've never seen someone be so good at one sport." and so horrendous at another. Like, Dude, he, was like, you, he was like, your college basketball stuff, I will ride until I'm dead. Real? And he was like, your NFL shit might be the worst on the internet. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to argue with you because I use the same logic and like reading into games that I do in college basketball for football, obviously taking the different sports into account. I'm not like, this works in college basketball, so it works in football, but the way that I look at games, and I literally cannot hit the ocean if I jumped out of a boat Betting on the NFL.
1: I feel like you bet with your heart too much in the NFL than you do with college b-ball. College b-ball, you know your shit. Like, I will, re- I feel like you're better at college b-ball than any sport individually I am at. You, you know your shit. You stick to your gut. Fuck the sharps. Fuck the line movement. And, like, you're having great success with it. Mm-hmm. But with football, I feel like that shit matters way more. And, yeah. like, did you really think Brock Purdy was going to go into Philadelphia? And win that game? Like, but, no.
0: dude, he might have. He got hurt. So, I don't, like, I can't even, like, I don't get the whole Brock Purdy narrative. He got hurt. So, that one I chalked up to the game. I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. you never know what could have happened in that game. Obviously, the Eagles came out, looked great. It's also very easy to play defense when you know the other team can't throw the ball. So, they just stacked the box all the rest of Niner's the whole second defense half. defense so. is
1: unreal. Unbelievable. Um, they kept him in that game for way and, longer than they should
0: have. Dude, phew. Way longer yeah. without a quarterback. They didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. Like George Kittle was literally on the stand and they asked him how he felt about it. And he was like, How do I feel that we lost the championship game because we didn't have a quarterback? Pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they asked him the dumbest questions. But um, I saw something on Twitter and it was like, Let's just remember that the Eagles put up 31 points on the Niners defense. Like, yeah, because the Niners were punting for four quarters straight and yeah. put the Eagles in field position to score every two minutes because they were three and out. So Yikes. I feel like. The Eagles, uh, dude, I just don't know. I really don't think the Eagles are that that good. I think Jalen Hurts is pretty good. I think the Chiefs matchup is shocking to me that it's Eagles opened up at two point favorites.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, I think I think be- the
0: Chiefs are banged up a little bit, which sure. makes sense. The Eagles are very healthy, um, and that Chiefs secondary is not good. So I think Jalen Hurts is probably going to be able to have a field day, but. Oh, I don't know, dude. I feel if you're in that Niners organization right now and you're in the front office, like what are, what are your thoughts right now? You have basically had a team that can win a Super Bowl three years in a row now.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely tough way to go out. Um, but they've been in the conversation as the best team in football in the last four years and they're just a piece away. And I think they have the pieces to make moves to get them, you know, to the Super Bowl. They just need a, a franchise QB, a guy they can stick with, a guy who's gonna rally the team. They've got so many captains and leaders, but I just feel like they're missing that centerpiece mm. to it all. They've got a stacked defense, they've got every piece you need on offense, but a quarterback. Yeah. You know, but they have three solid options, but I feel like they need their guy, you know? And
0: it might be Trey, you know, he you never know, he might come back and it might be Trey. Um but I agree with you. I think really just a quarterback way but let's talk about that game for just like a little bit right i fell asleep after purdy got hurt i was like i'm (laughs) not doing this shit like i'm literally not doing this shit sometimes like when i'm betting on on shit and like and something happens i just need to take myself out of it i'll either like go on my phone or i'll turn it off but since you know we're all watching together i'm not gonna be like all right can we turn the game off so i was like i'm just gonna close my eyes i wasn't even tired but i was like i'm literally just gonna close my eyes i just can't do this right now like i like he's he's fucking hurt we're gonna have a bot come in like I'm going to open my eyes and either the Niners are down 40 or like somehow this fifth string guy, Josh Johnson, is going to pull off a miracle and we'll be tied. So I was like, I'm just going to go, like, I'm literally just going to go to bed. So I remember, I remember, I fell asleep and I wake up and I like look over at the TV and I see like Brock Purdy's like on the sidelines. And I go, is, so is, Brock, is, Brock, is Brock in yet or what? And I just vividly remember, I can't see you because I have the pillow here. I just vividly remember hearing, Might as well just go back to bed, Mike. (laughs) I was just like, God damn it. Just go back to bed, Mike. You're like, hey, might might be a good look to go back to bed. And I was like... "Ah." But it was so odd, though. Like uh, Half of Twitter was being like, why is Brock Purdy scared? Half of Twitter was like, Brock Purdy's really hurt. But it, it just looked so... I don't know. It felt like I was in the Twilight Zone. It was like, he's on the bench walking around feeling fine or looking fine. They're like rolling out his elbow. They're not doing any active treatment on him. It never seemed like they were doing any sort of treatment on him. And then the announcer was like, it's a nerve thing. He might not be able to feel his entire arm and like this whole bit, but it just never felt like, you know what I mean? I don't know. When a player gets injured, normally you're like, all right, like he steps off the field, we're work, work, work trying, to, trying to get something, trying to get something, trying yeah. to get something. It felt like he was never getting worked on. Yeah. And he was just walking around, not showing any like pain. So I was like, what is going on? If it was a nerve thing, that's so unfortunate. But it was just so like unfor- like weird having a Niners plus two and a half ticket and watching that go down and just being I like, is like- he good or not? Like, what is going on?
1: I feel like the NFL camera crews and the networks like have new precautions with how they cover injuries with the whole, you know, Tamar Hamlin thing. So I feel like they definitely provide less coverage on, like, updates on that. Mm. But his elbow is for sure chalked. If you go look and watch the replay of – The angle that it twisted in like there's no way that shit wasn't dying in pain i
0: mean i give him credit he stayed out there yeah but um let's talk the game talking about the eagles because you chose them to win the super bowl beating the niners is never easy obviously it's a little bit easier when they literally don't have a quarterback but talking about the eagles now what do you how do you feel about the eagles going into the super bowl
1: I just think they're more of the complete team. I hate betting against Mahomes. I never do it actually. I've done it like once this whole year. It didn't work out well. Shout out the bucka bozos <laughs> <laughs> but uh the no i'm I'm confident going into this. I think I made the right pick on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I said this when uh during the wild card round that I thought this would be the Super Bowl um you know, but i I do hate betting against Mahomes. He's absolutely goaded. But I just think the Chiefs are way more banged up. The Eagles on both sides of the ball are healthy. They're hungry. Um, and this, I feel like
0: this is definitely their year. So I, we did talk about it. And I, I had the take that I think whoever comes out of the AFC wins the Super Bowl. I, and I also said I think Jalen Hurts gets one by the end of his career. This might be the one yeah. if the Chiefs are as banged up as the Chiefs are. But you got two weeks now. They get a two-week break to figure everything out, get everyone healthy, get everyone back on track. The more time you give Pat with that ankle to get right, the more dangerous he's going to be. I mean, you saw it a little bit uh, during the game. He was favoring it slightly. He definitely wasn't able to be as mobile. He did take a couple hits. But all in all, he can definitely play on the ankle, so it's not a problem. Um, But I just think it's going to be one of those situations where the guy that has been there before closes it out yeah there's a lot of young guys in this eagles team especially that offense that have never made the big dance before that have never been in a situation like that the chiefs are coming in with both sides of the ball like almost half their roster being like oh dude we've been here before we've done this dance before we've played tom brady we've played x y and z like we've been here before you know what i mean so i'm actually really excited for the super bowl i think it's going to be interesting to see how jalen hurts handles the moment um i mean he's just an all-time dude I love the guy An all time dude In the locker room His speeches He really gets the people going I think um, But I think Again It's gonna be the guy That's been there before Um,
1: So you got the Chiefs Winning this year I think so But I'm
0: gonna But I'm gonna give it I'm gonna take the two weeks I'm gonna take the two weeks I'm gonna think about it I'm gonna decide what I want And then I'm gonna go from there But I think if my early lean Because I already said it Is I think Whatever team comes out of the AFC wins Wow Um I think that Eagles offensive line is fantastic, but that D-line on the Chiefs is going to be a problem. Um, I think the D-line for the Eagles is going to be a problem for the Chiefs as well. I think the matchup is really there, and it's just going to come down to which quarterback has the ball last, I would assume.
1: It's going to be a great game. It's I cannot be so wait. be uh, We'll be seeing in Arizona. That's for damn sure. Yeah, we'll be
0: there. We'll be boots on the ground. Um,
1: I'm nuking first touchdown score. Already starting to do my lab.
0: You already have it?
1: No. I was about no. to say,
0: are you better release it on the pod? No,
1: no, I don't have it yet.
0: Okay, but you, you will crunch the numbers. Okay, um, Bengals Chiefs. Let's talk about that game because we we basically watched. I mean, we didn't basically we watched the whole game together. Yeah. Um. Chiefs betters,
1: holy shit! I was shitting my pants, bro. <laughs> there was a moment where it was two minutes left on the clock. Chiefs just punted. Yeah. Twenty to twenty. Burrow meet on tape legacy drive loading with a chance to take your team to the Super Bowl mm. I was sitting there in piss thinking he's about to literally make it Burrowhead again um, and thankfully you know a couple flags went our way couple <laughs> a couple however I will say this game was everyone's bitching about it being rigged it definitely wasn't rigged like okay there's justification for all the flags that occurred mm-hmm. i mean that holding call by eli apple was for sure a holding call that play where technically it didn't happen because the ref you know called the play off didn't even matter because the chiefs punted anyways so everyone bitching about this game being rigged rigged for the chiefs to get back to the super bowl for this narrative of the super bowl with that's currently out there with the Kelsey, you know, brother matchup and the, uh, I mean, the Andy NFL matchup with the Eagles and shit. Like, that shit wasn't rigged, bro. Mahomes had some, or Burrow had so many chances to win that game himself and he couldn't shut the door.
0: No, the NFL is definitely a movie, though. I mean, it felt a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to say it was rigged because I don't think it was. I'm, it felt like it was, a, but it wasn't. Especially as a better, I'm not going to be like, oh, it was rigged, man. Yeah. My Bengals money line took a shit of cash. <laughs> um, but no, I saw like a couple things on Twitter, like, The ref missed like four huge penalties on the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. Um, There was also a super late hit on Burrow that they didn't call, but then they called the one on Pat to put them in the field goal range to win the game. That was such a tough play for... That was just unfortunate. But I did see a tweet that I think kind of summed up this game, and it was, if you punt the ball to Tom Brady with two minutes and 30... should
1: be still talked. Sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> if you and it said if you punt the ball to Tom Brady with two minutes and thirty seconds left, you lose that football game. Yeah, facts. So it's like Joe Burrow. First of all, can we get the guy a goddamn offensive line? I mean, holy Jeez, shit, dude. Bro. He just gets battered, battered, yeah, dude. dude. Like if that kid had any time in the pocket, he might have nine Super Bowls. The way he, <laughs> how calm and composed he is. The minute he snaps the ball, his head's gonna come off. Like I don't understand how they still have not. In free agency, or trading pieces away, gotten him an O lineman or a couple that can at least block, dude. Yeah. Like it is actually astonishing how little time he has.
1: That was the difference in the game, right there. One hundred
0: percent, dude. He got sacked four times, like the first minute. Yeah, and it's like, dude, what? Um, but if you're Joe Burrow, you you have to win that game. If you get punted that ball with that much time left on the clock, that's like that's where the great quarterbacks become hall of fame quarterbacks and that's where you know like pat mahomes never leaves it up to chance i feel like he's always the one that drives and gets it done Mm -hmm. so if you're joe burrow that's tough i think as Bengals fans though fuck yeah dude this is kind of turning into a dynasty now for sure people want to play for cincinnati people want to play for joe you've now made it to the dance twice you didn't make it to the bowl again but you're showing consistently that this team is going to go deep um and they, good, they not, not kind of have a good—they not—not kind of—they have a great culture that I feel like people are going to want to be a part of for as long as at least Joe Burrow is there. Um, Chiefs fans must be nice.
1: I saw uh, people weren't too happy with necessarily the culture, the culture of Cincinnati yesterday with how they handled the loss, specifically referencing Jack Max TikTok, um, just the way that I forget the player's name that. Push uh mahomes out of bounds a sigh or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah but not... like basically he was crying on the bench nobody was there to like support him help him up dude's going to the locker room this guy's just sitting on the bench like bawling his eyes out uh just the unsportsmanlike shit that was going on at the end of the game there um but yeah i saw people weren't too happy with that kind of just a bad look a little bit for the Bengals.
0: i think it's tough though dude i feel like we kind of expect a lot out of these guys, but,
1: and they were chirping all week. Yeah, you know, of course. You got guys on Twitter saying unnecessary shit.
0: I think that's, but that's also just a reinvigorated sports city that really hasn't seen success like that from their football team. Just being excited. Yeah. You know, like if you're from Cincinnati, what do you got, man? The Reds suck. <laughs> the bangles are never good. So it's like, Oh my God, our football team is great. Like, let's just get behind them. You know what I mean? Where the city of Kansas city is kind of like, I mean, this is normal shit. Like, yeah. I don't know why you're talking so much. Um, but no, I feel like stuff like that, dude. I'm never one to be like Yeah, that seems like a toxic whatever. You just lost a chance to go to the Super Bowl um off a field goal on a penalty. Dude, I'd be pissed too. I don't I don't think the first thing on my mind would be I'm I'm thinking so much about what I'm doing and the opportunity we just missed out on than being like, where's the guy that got the penalty so I can go give him like a hug? Like, yeah. I think like obviously one of his teammates after the game, when they had the the media come into the locker room, stood with him and like did the interviews with him. Uh, the guy that had the penalty and was like, listen, we don't really put it on him. Whatever was just being there for him. So, I mean, they were there for him. But in that moment, dude, when that happening, when that's happening. I think the last thing I would be thinking if I was a Bengals player is like, yeah, where can I, like, where's, where's, where's someone else I can be like, yeah, Yo, are you good? Because I'm, I'm fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm on the defensive side of the ball, I'm fucked up. Like, fuck, dude, I can't believe we just lost We just lost a chance to go to the Super Bowl. If I'm on the offensive side of the ball, I'm like, god damn it, why didn't we just do our job? Yeah. Um,
1: I thought when Burrow completed that pass to Chase on fourth and six, I thought it was game, bro. In double coverage... Like, the balls that were on the tape for that play were unbelievable. And Jamar just went X Games mode, made an excellent catch. Uh, but I was just like, damn, bro. To come out, first drive at halftime, throw an absolute dime to Higgins for a touchdown. I was like, god damn it. That was man. electric. Here we go again, bro. Here we go again with a chief sell job. I was getting flashbacks from last year's game mm. where they blew a 23-point lead. Ahead. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, am I really going to go through this again? I really thought I was. Uh, and then he completes that fourth and six. I'm like, dude, holy fuck. Like, There's no way. It's Joe Burrow legacy right now.
0: I thought it was, dude. Because I, I don't know if you remember, when the third quarter started, I was sitting on the couch and I was talking to Dave. And we both were like, there's no way Joe Burrow marches on his first drive and scores to start the second half, right? Like, there's no way. And he did. And then it kind of felt like... Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, you should have shut that door because yeah. now he's coming. Yeah, and it's exactly what he did last year. So you're getting flashbacks. I'm sitting there being like, yeah, we we've got so much life, it's disgusting. Like Joe Burrow is about to turn it on the second half, but it just I don't know what it was, but it just felt like something in the Bengals. Obviously, it was him getting pressured like crazy, but it just felt like nothing clicked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even on the Chiefs, too, I would say it never felt like anything clicked. Like, I really thought it was going to be a shootout Bill's Chiefs style. Like, where they were just slinging the rock and it yeah. was going crazy. That's why I took the over. I literally went over 3. But I really thought this game was going to be a shootout. It just felt like neither offense hit that gear that you saw during the regular season or hit that gear when you saw that over-under being like, yeah, these two are about to go at it and it's going to be a legacy game. It was a great game. But it just never felt like those offenses that are normally historically – so high firepower hit that click where you were like, "Oh shit, like they're just slinging now the defense can't do anything,
1: yeah, I mean, the difference here was, I think Tyler Boyd going down was huge, mm. not having that third you know piece, like a Valdez scouting who went the fuck off, mm. you know he had like a hundred plus yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. a very clutch touchdown, and like that right there is a the difference, you yeah, know, a third guy to be you know taking the game into his hands, taking the eyes off, uh, you know, some of the other receivers. Juju had one reception.
0: Yeah. Which is uh, but crazy. that's kind of been his thing all year, dude. Yeah. Like, he was really brought in. And I feel like his just name is bigger than the player he is at For this sure. point, I feel like. I agree. Where it's not, like, he's not really a threat, I feel.
1: Dude, Andrews on prize picks yesterday, it was all day. All day. Any GOAT besides... Both quarterbacks in that game. They're feasting. I mean, Brock Purdy unders were fucking free square. Oh my god. <laughs> there was a square on prize picks. It was like Hertz and Purdy over passing yards. Four hundred and fifty. They had a hundred and ten. Yeah.
0: No way. I mean,
1: obviously Purdy Yeah, I know, but ball. like Jalen Hurts only having 110 is kinda of surprising <laughs> to <laughs> me,
0: bro. I just I dude, I chalked that game the minute the fucking first snap went. I was like, I've already lost this game. Like this game is already lost. Like I could just feel it. Um but what was I going to say? I said it on the couch, and I feel like I just wanted to say it again. But there are not many athletes that I watch across sports where I'm just the entire time they're out there, I'm astonished by the things that they're doing. Jamar Chase might be up there in my top three athletes where legitimately the guy astonishes me the shit that he does in the football top field. Top three. I think so.
1: In all sports, Jamar Chase is in. Your like right top now,
0: three. currently. Like the way the things he does on the football field, the catches he makes, the routes he's running, it's just like it blows my mind every time. Like it really does. Uh, like when he's on, he's it's it, like it's almost like obviously I'm a big fan of him as well. So that probably plays into it. But it's like watching John Morant when John Morant's on. You're just like, dude, how does he keep doing this yeah. shit? Like, like how does he keep doing this shit every single time he comes down the floor, every single time Joe throws the ball towards him? But I mean, last night was just another example of it, though. Like, you're talking about that fourth and seven one. That catch was absurd. Yeah. Dude.
1: Absurd. Speaking of absurd catches, how about that one from Devonta Smith? You that was not a catch. It certainly wasn't a catch. <laughs> yeah, that will, was
0: the biggest non catch I've ever seen. I will actually. openly
1: admit that was not a catch.
0: I think everybody does now.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, it was tough to see. And, uh, I mean, smarter the Eagles to rush to the line and call another play. Genius, yeah. Um, but, yeah, watch that, that was, replay. There's not a catch.
0: Nuts, though. Nuts. To reel it in, though, the fact that he reeled it in and then the ground is what broke it up, but yeah. to reel that in first go was, like, Also
1: absurd. on fourth and three.
0: Yes, that, that, that was, was a fourth, fourth down. down. You're right, dude. And that's when I knew it was over. Because <laughs> I was like, Nick Sariani's got his balls out right now and I'm going to lose this in awful fashion. I love fashion. He's dope. No, he's the best. He, like, fits... When you find a coach that fits your culture as a city, it just like it makes it so easy to buy into a team. Yeah, Nick Sirianni is Philly; like he just reeks of a Philly dude. Yeah. So when he coaches the Eagles, you're like, yeah, this is the fucking guy. Yeah. Like almost like how Andy Reid kind of fits Kansas City; like he he's does. not too flashy, he's not too annoying. Like he's like perfect for Kansas City. Like great coaches, Bill Belichick is the most New England fucking Massachusetts guy yeah. I've ever seen in my life. So it's like when the coach fits the culture. It's almost like you just hit another gear, I feel like, as a team. Um, But no, Sirianni's great. The Eagles are very good. I think it's going to be an unreal matchup. I'm definitely going to take the over in the bowl. I feel like I gotta.
1: I don't know how you can take an over when we haven't seen one
0: in weeks. Exactly. It's due.
1: Both games yesterday, under. Under. All four games the week before, all unders.
0: Due. (laughs) That means the over is due. What is D over? I don't know. Should I look? Yeah. All right. Can you guess
1: it? I would say it's 48 and a half. I'm going to go 46 and a half. Yeah, I think it's 46 and a half. What? I do. I do. <laughs> I was going right, to go. swap that. but <laughs> I was going to swap
0: that. I think it's 47. And
1: 47 and a half?
0: 49 and a half. <laughs>
1: 49
0: and a half? I, think wow. it PN. I got a 49 and a half. Wowie. How about it? The Eagles are minus two. The Chiefs are plus two. Money line plus 110. Money line minus 130.
1: Wow. I'd be shocked if that goes...
0: Oh, and I totally forgot LeJarrius Sneed for sure got fucked up last week. Oh, time he game, just so he's just definitely... not going to play.
1: Definitely did. Damn. Dude, these injuries, man, have been so tough this year.
0: I also just despise football injuries because you know they're serious. Yeah. Every single one is, like, really serious. Like, in an NBA game, when fucking Brandon Ingram's got, like, a bum toe and someone <laughs> steps on his foot and he's like, ah, ah, and, like, makes his way to the locker room and they're like, unfortunately, Brandon Ingram is doubtful to return with a stubbed right big toe. You're like, all right, fucking, he's going to be fine. But when you see a football injury, dude, it literally go <gasps> like, it's like, oh, my God, you're holding your breath because, like, this could be devastating for this guy's not just career but his life yeah like wild
1: dude and it's really impacted like the product on the field i feel like this year Mm. so many injuries so many guys banged up out there still playing it sucks i hate it i don't really know how you could fix it Mm -hmm. but it's just i feel like this year specifically we've seen a lot more injuries
0: Mm. i think so too I, I I don't know, though. It's just been a weird year for injuries as well. Yeah. Like, every injury has just been so serious. Yeah. Where it's like, you're not, there's there hasn't been a lot of, like, oh, he just twisted his knee. Or, oh, he just, like, rolled his ankle a little bit. Like, every single time there's been an injury, it's been like, holy shit, his ankle might be gone. Yeah. Or his knee is dead. Or he's Literally. not, like, he's not responding on the field. Like, crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Um, but, no, we got the Super Bowl coming up. Once the Super Bowl's over, we got college basketball, NBA, NHL. Um, I feel like I'd try to keep this episode a little shorter because just a quick recap, just to let everyone know how the boys were doing. I was drowning on the couch all afternoon. I will officially not be watching another game from this house. So that'll do it for me. Sure. No, that'll do it for me. Sitting on that couch and going 0 for 3 in the NFL – That'll do it for me. I can't watch another game from this house. I can't. Just NFL. I cannot do it. It's
1: just NFL. Game. I don't know. We're gonna have to see. I mean, you have good success in college.
0: Providence won as plus Chicky underdogs in the morning, and then I got my soul sucked throughout the day. Good so play as plus chick-y. Villanova. Oh wow! In Villanova, yeah. Providence is back. We're winning the Big East. Um, we are like we're also gonna go to the Final Four. Like this team is fucking so good, it's disgusting. Um, I'm
1: looking forward to. Locking in with you in college b ball. Yeah, no. I you've, like today's slate too. Be you've good proved old. you've proved that you know your shit and it's not just for the bit like you actually know.
0: For the bit. <laughs> it's not just for the bit. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm actually pretty good at betting college sports. Professional, it's like I don't even bother with the NBA. I think the NBA is dumb. Um Dude, I've been of-
1: seeing a lot of chirps on social media lately chirping the NBA and how the product on the court is just not entertaining anymore.
0: No, the NBA sucks.
1: And I saw like like some guy was like reminiscing on how great basketball used to be, the NBA used to be back in 2014, 15, 16 and I I loved it. Like I became a diehard NBA fan when the Thunder, you know, became a team. I have a bunch of family in Oklahoma City. And uh I feel like not a biased take here. I feel like a lot of people feel this way, but like when Durant went to the Warriors, I feel like that ruined the NBA, like, for good.
0: It ruined the NBA, and then I think also, in terms of the product not being as good.
1: You got dudes, I mean, like, the Clippers, the Clippers organization is what's wrong with today's NBA. You don't know who's going to fucking play any given night. Kawhi is sitting out, PG sitting out, they're both sitting out, they're both going to play, but everybody else is going to sit out. And it's just like... Well, one betting on the Clippers, anything related sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, load management. Guys aren't playing. Well, back-to-back. I was about to say a
0: lot of it is. You know, back in like especially when we were growing up, like there was none of this whole. Every guy on the roster is questionable for every game. Yeah. It's like if we if they if they don't want to play, let's decrease the amount of games they have to play so it matters. Yeah. Like do you know the NHL has I would say the same if not more rigorous schedule as the NBA and these guys play back to backs I don't think I've ever looked at an NHL game and been like every single person on the first line is questionable yeah facts like when we grew up dude it would be like if you were turning on the bulls game you knew derrick rose was playing you knew every single one of these guys if you turn on the oklahoma city thunder game you knew you were going to get russ Harden, cephalosha durant Serge. none of them were going to be missing yeah and it's like you're talking about it's like that's why i don't even like betting on the nba that's why i don't like watching the nba because it's like oh let's turn the celtics game on and jason tatum Jalen brown and marcus are all in street clothes because they had they were questionable and it was game time decision they decided not to play yeah. like I have no interest in watching that
1: but I used I used to like just be so passionate and look forward to watching these games watching you know NBA on TNT that shit used to hype me up so much and like I don't know it's just that hype has died and it's sad because yeah, I no, st- love basketball but like they gotta switch some shit up bro
0: they just need to decrease the amount of games they're playing because clearly they don't care there's too many games that don't matter yeah there like, are like it doesn't matter
1: like I, and I get for some of these players why would you want to play a meaningless game you know, on a Wednesday in January when it really doesn't mean shit.
0: Yeah, dude, if you're KD and you're in your mid-30s and you're, you know, you're having a good year, the Nets are kind of competitive, you're like, dude, we could drop a fucking game to the Pacers. I'm not going to risk hurting myself playing the goddamn Pacers. Like, what? Whereas, you know, I feel like back in the day, like you are 2014, you'd be like, Steph Curry's about to give the Pacers 50. Yeah. Like, he's not sitting out. He's going to wear two ankle braces and he's going to play the whole game. But that's kind of why I stopped betting props and NBA shit because it was... Every game you go into, if you don't check the injury report, obviously you check the injury report every day, but I got so tiring of being like, dude, half the roster is questionable. Like my whole thing with player props is the matchup. I don't even know who's going to be guarding this guy. Mm -hmm. It could be some guy off the bench or two minutes before the game. They could be like, yeah, the starter's playing. It's like, dude, what? Yeah. Like, that's why I love college basketball and like college sports in general. Um I think the NFL and the NHL are probably two of the professional sports that are widely consumed in America, where it's fun to watch every single game because it matters. Um, But that's why I love college basketball and college football because it's like they every game they're playing.
1: No, for sure, and I totally. I always thought you were you and Lauren were crazy saying college sports are ten times more fun to watch and bet on than pro sports. I still disagree, but like I totally understand now why you have that take just because, I mean, we were watching a college b-ball game together and it was like a one sequence late in the second half where these guys, you could just tell, were giving it everything they had.
0: Everything, dude.
1: Every rebound was 100% energy. Like every possession was like a methodical, you know, well-thought-out yep. ball movement, everything. Yep. And I just sat there and watched this. I'm like, you know... I've watched a lot of NBA this year. I haven't seen one sequence look like that.
0: You haven't seen one. There's there is rarely in an NBA game one possession where you're like everyone's trying their hardest. Yeah. Right Whereas college basketball, dude, it's like they're gonna die on that floor because one, obviously, they're battling to get to that next level. But then two, it's like these games matter. Like they want to make the big dance. They want to win their conference. Like rivalries matter. Beating your rival matters, dude. When the Celtics and the Lakers play I think this is the first time in five years that a Celtics Lakers game had any sort of emotion behind it for sure when we were growing up dude and you had Paul Pierce and Kobe Bryant you didn't miss that game no you watched that game for a solid five years I don't remember the last time I was like oh an NBA rival are playing each other (laughs) but like Kansas State will play the most random team in the Big 12 that's awful this year but if it's a rivalry game dude it's gonna be blood yeah like there's gonna be blood
1: so true now I think about that like NBA rivalries don't even fucking exist hardly except like really the only one that's kind of out there because it was kind of created through narratives and shit talking was Warriors and and Grizzlies. Grizzlies, But other than that, like who the fuck hates each other? No one. Nobody.
0: And because there's no pride. Like that's why I love college sports. Like that's your college. Like you have so much pride about that school. You want to represent that school and you want to beat the shit out of your rivals. Yeah. It doesn't matter in the NBA. And there's yeah.
1: like six teams that actually are worth a damn in the NBA. Everybody yep. else is either tanking or <laughs> yep. mid
0: or. There's so many mid teams in the NBA. That's a conversation we should have in the next episode. There are so many. Un, there's no other professional sport where there is that large of a layer of just mid
1: teams. Yeah. I feel like baseball too could have that argument. There's so many mid. There's not
0: mid baseball teams. There's bad baseball bad. teams. There's like mid NBA teams. Yes. Where you're just like, what are we even? What are Who's we doing? Mid team. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing? Who's here?
1: the most mid team you can think of?
0: Um, that's a great question. The most mid team in the NBA, I feel like I'd have to say Sacramento Kings. No, they're sick this year.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty mid.
0: No, I'd put them on the top
1: tier. Really? of teams
0: in the I mean yeah they're getting back there
1: but. I would put they're heading the, in the Houston right direction. Rockets that's weird that's exaggerated. what I was so say. Mid. mid
0: like what are we doing our rookies aren't great we don't have a big star like what are we what are we doing over in Houston <laughs> I'd also say I'd, I'd go ahead and I'd also go honestly oh dude Orlando Magic they're no, they're, they're kind of on the come up though, I they're, feel mid, like. though. they're mid though but I, they're not though they're kind of on the come up. If they played the Rockets, they'd beat the shit out of the Rockets. That's, you know, they're not mid. Okay. Like who would play the Rockets where you would be like, oh, that's a one point spread. You know who's mid? The Hornets. The Raptors.
1: Raptors. I mean, how, how can you say the fucking. Uh,
0: the Hornets are just bad. The Hornets that's are just bad. A bad,
1: that's, a bad <laughs> that's a bad, <laughs> that's bad team. That's a bad team. That's a bad sure. team. That's a bad, bad team. What did you say it was mid? The Raptors. Raptors. Raptors are pretty mid. Like, I'll the, give you that.
0: There's just not. What, when I go mid, it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what are the Raptors doing right now? Like, there's really nothing on that roster where you're like, oh, it's looks like maybe a couple pieces away. Like, they're just winning games to win games. There's no, like, the like Raptors, goal.
1: Raptors are, <laughs> I feel like the Raptors are better than the Kings.
0: I don't know, dude. That Kings team, they light the beam this year. They've been lighting the beam this year in Sacramento. They have a weird I like league. the Kings, dude. Darren Fox, a bonus. Like, they're, that's not a mid-team. That's a good team.
1: I feel, uh, the Raptors
0: are just mid. Yeah. And the Rockets are just mid
1: I mean, I thought the same thing and I took King's ML against the Raptors
0: and the fucking Raptors won by twenty five. Yeah, but see, but the Raptors just win games to win games. There's no objective in the season for I feel like in that locker room they're not like, Yeah, we're competing for a championship. <laughs> they're just like, you know, let's go play some basketball, maybe get a couple wins under our belt. You know who's mid the Lakers? The Lakers are mid as shit. They are mid. So mid. God, you could literally go the entire NBA, I would say there is one hand good teams. Yeah. One-hand bad teams. Everybody else is like, mid. Just everyone else. Facts. Pacers mid.
1: Pacers are so mid. So mid, dude. So Thunder mid. Mid.
0: But building. Building.
1: They're, they're building, like mid. the only team that I feel like actually has a foreseeable future with their rebuild. Mm. Anybody else that's in rebuild mode, I feel like is just kind of going through the motions.
0: The Clippers mid.
1: I hate the Clippers, bro. I Nets despise. mid.
0: Next mid. There's so many mid teams, yeah. dude.
1: I mean again, but it also isn't part of just injuries and you know a Celtics lot st- are
0: good. Warriors are good.
1: Um Grizzlies.
0: Grizzlies are good. Uh Bucks, Bucks. are good. Sixers are good. Sixers. That, that would that would be it for good. Yeah. Bad you got the Hornets.
1: Pace. I mean, I feel like the Pacers are pretty You think bad. the Pacers
0: are bad? I'll I'll put them at bad. Pacers, Hornets. Who else is really bad? We're definitely missing someone. I know.
1: Think about the West. Who's in the West? I know. West? I'm That's trying right. to think of bottom. Rockets.
0: The San Antonio Spurs. Oh, what are they doing yeah. over there, dude? What are they actually doing over there? Like, there's not, It's been since I was 12 that the Spurs made any sort of noise.
1: I feel like when the Spurs fell off, that's when the NBA started falling <laughs> off. For real, dude. Like, the demise of the
0: Spurs led to the demise of the
1: NBA as a whole. Like, the Spurs were the epitome of what how basketball should be played, you know? What's, and I've,
0: what's crazy is the Spurs and the Detroit Pistons are both, like, last in their conferences, and those were
1: like, the two teams that were just yeah. dirty.
0: Detroit Pistons, also bad. Very bad
1: very bad very bad
0: <laughs> should we make a 30 for 30 the demise of the nba starts with the demise of the san antonio spurs dude
1: <laughs> i mean but for real though they were like the example no, they of were. how you should play basketball the minute
0: they got rid of Kawhi and that whole whatever you want to call that was the minute they were dead yeah it was like the spurs are just like awful yeah but how was the rebuild taking that long they don't even have a piece where i'd be like that's the guy you yeah. build around. <laughs> it's a like Keldon Johnson, like one of the Jones brothers. Fucking
1: Yaka Pirtle. Yeah.
0: Like, what? I mean, what are we? What are we? What do we? There's no Spurs fans left. <laughs> You're not. There's no. You can't show me one guy or girl in America that wakes up every day the Spurs playing and is like, honey, the Spurs are playing. <laughs> Get the beers. Invite invite the neighbors over. The Spurs game is on tonight. Like but you can't. You can't find me one, dude.
1: No, I don't think so. Not in today's. Not in today's NBA. I just um, hope it gets better because I love NBA basketball.
0: It gets better in the playoffs. It
1: does. It does, certainly. But guys just don't play defense. They're chucking up
0: threes. That's why I love college because the defense is like, ugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just grit, grud, and grinders. It's is you know? so good, bro. I love it so much. Um, all right. Well, I think that'll, that'll do it for another episode of TFM Bets. A little bit of a longer episode. We um, – Just wanted to recap the games. We like to keep the Monday episodes a little bit more free-flowing, a little bit more casual. Um, We we have some really great conversations planned for the rest of the week. We're going to talk the Super Bowl a lot. Probably going to beat that one to death. not going to lie to you. Um, And then I do kind of want to talk about next episode, midway through the season, NHL, NBA, where we're at with that, what we're thinking, college basketball look-aheads. And go from there. I think we got a, got a pretty exciting couple of weeks coming up. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you. We'll be seeing. Make sure you guys watch the Book it Sports Twitch surgical stream every day for three hours. Also share the pod with a friend. And uh, we will see you when we see you.